0: Hi legends, welcome to today's episode of Legend Element podcast, podcast about inspirational people amongst us. My name is Sharka Pechova and I'm host for today's episode. If you like what we do, support us by purchasing our hand-printed t-shirts or other apparel at legendelement.com. You can also become our patron at patreon.com slash Thank you our today's legend is brian kiss von soli and he's a kite surfer who's done something quite extraordinary to the point that he has a record in the book of guinness records so congratulations brian
1: thank you so much saka yeah thanks for having me
0: well thank you for accepting the interview because you've honestly just finished your journey isn't it
1: I have yeah I finished on uh, Easter Sunday. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean with the heads to Melbourne. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And so let's not speak about like a this mysterious journey. So what happened is that you actually kite kitesurfed from the top of New South Wales all the way to Melbourne. How was that?
1: Yeah, it was um, it was pretty epic. It actually looks a lot smaller on the map and ended up being a lot a lot bigger and a lot longer and a lot harder than I thought. So, um, mm. yeah, it was fun, exciting. And um, yeah, it's good to be, good to be on land and good to have a hot shower and hot bath as well and, and some parental food as well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fair enough, because you've been traveling uh, around 90 days and you've covered 1729 kilometers. So how did you actually do that?
1: Yeah. So I left on the 28th of December and, um, yeah, just traveled solely on my kite. I had a dry backpack with just the essentials in it, just like a sleeping hammock, a tarp that goes over the hammock, a sleeping bag and a little bit of food and a tiny little cooker, um, a little bit of water and yeah, just made my way down with the northerly winds and, um, yeah, just stopped along the way as the wind died and stopped into towns, tried to stop into into pubs where there was beer and, um, and food and um, yeah, here we are.
0: Awesome. How, how did, or can we actually even say that, how your typical day looked like?
1: Yeah, so um, I was pretty much checking the forecast, you know, the day before that day, um, making sure I had everything ready um, and then when there was wind, I pumped up the kite and yeah started my gps tracker which is my ePerb as well uh let the people know that um that needed to know that i was going let them know and yeah then i was just going with the wind so launched and then yeah just kited until there was pretty much no more wind or if it was just you know safe to come in then then i would do and then yeah just came in
0: so how many day, how many hours per day were you actually underwater?
1: Uh, some days was only about two hours. Um, there were days, I think the longest was seven hours, 57, continuous. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. So, yeah, nearly eight hours. That was the day that was going around Wilson's prom.
0: Mm-hmm. And did you have any support crew with you?
1: No support crew. Um, I did have um a lot of people along the way that helped me out you know uh first off had jess um you know one of my sponsors helped me out from surfing maps yeah she she helped me out uh along the way down to pretty much woolai um and then people along the way just helped me out just you know as soon as i landed i would would, sometimes i'd meet people they would take me in Feed me, give me a hot shower. Um, so I'd say sixty percent of the time, I was probably um, looked after just by randoms, just <laughs> by yeah, goodwill people that um, I maybe felt sorry for me <laughs> and um, you know just brought me in and yeah, gave me a hot shower, fed me, and mm. I, about forty percent of the time, I was in between trees, so I had my hammock up and. Just uh living rough in the bush, eating quinoa, buckwheat, and rice. <laughs>
0: was there any time when when it was like feeling too hard, or was it always like something that felt possible to to finish?
1: um there there was a point at the very end. Um, it was actually coming coming around Wilson's prom that, that really long day that I had. And I came around, I was, I was aiming for portsy at the time, but the sun was going down and the wind started to die. So I had to pull into Kilcunda. I pulled into Kilcunda and I actually thought that, okay, this, this could be the last day because I was a really tired and B I was pretty close to my parents' house. Mm -hmm. Um, but then my friends actually met me down the beach they had been tracking me and then they sort of gave me some extra encouragement just to keep going so yeah when it did get hard then i did have you know some some good mates and some good people sort of um pushing me along so Mm. yeah worked out well
0: what do you think was the most difficult about the whole whole trip whole, whole journey
1: there were some pretty gnarly situations that I got myself into. I think the, the worst was going around Jervis Bay. Um, I left Currarong and it was pretty difficult getting out of Currarong, the sort of bay there, just the way the wind direction was. Um, it took me a little while to get out and then went past uh, Jervis Bay. Um, I was aiming for Lake Conjola and um the wind started to die as i came in the wind just completely died kite went in the water and yeah I was about eight kilometers offshore so yeah i initiated the sos and um yeah the luckily the subtly change came back up and got the kite back up and ended ended up into the shore but yeah, that was probably the hairiest, hairiest time that I found myself out in the ocean <laughs> yeah. by myself, caught in the water, and yeah, just fish food basically.
0: <laughs> How much planning did go into this trip? How much in advance did you have to prepare everything?
1: Not much. I can't. I can't actually remember when I came up with the idea, um, but. I basically, I basically wanted to get to my parents' house in Melbourne, and I was in need of an adventure in my life. So I decided, okay, this could probably be done. Did a bit of research on what I needed, um, ordered a dry backpack. Well, first I bought a kite, um, a brand new kite, because it's all about reliability with um, when you're out there by yourself. So bought a new kite, um, reached out to a few people, uh, bought a GPS, bought a GPS watch and, um, a dry backpack. And, um, the the first time that I actually used the dry backpack and the board that I got was the first day that I left. So, not much preparation once i got everything in order um it was yeah a, part of the adventure was you know going into the unknown so just um just sort of went for it
0: awesome is that mm-hmm. something you do regularly like try and go beyond what's thought as possible
1: i would say this is probably the most adventurous the most extreme thing that i've done i mean i didn't feel like it was that extreme at the time but now that i look back at it there were some um pretty pretty fun moments (laughs) yeah Yeah.
0: is there something you will always remember about this trip something that stood out the
1: the people the support um just everyone that i met along the way and how welcoming everyone was and um yeah i just can't thank everyone enough for for what they've done for me so and just the people that i've met and um yeah so that's that's Mm. probably the key to this adventure just the people that i've met
0: Mm. oh that's beautiful you also used this journey in your instagram account to point out some burning issues such as climate change
1: yeah yeah so Pretty much, um, you know, everyone asks me, oh, what am I doing this for? You know, like what's your cause? And for me, the most important topics to address is climate change, um, human health and animal rights. So, um, yeah. And you know, you can address all of these topics by simply stop eating animals and animal products. So for me, the, the biggest message that I want to put out there is stop eating animals
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. and what was response to that did you get any response from people
1: not really um Mm -hmm. i mean i i only just put out the it's pretty much the first time i've used social media um so yeah i just put them up and i don't really um i don't really know how people react to it um, but I'm just putting out a statement or, you know, what feels um, most important to me is climate change. And the best way to tackle this as an individual is to stop eating animals. We don't need to eat them. So mm-hmm. um, that's, that's my message.
0: Mm-hmm. And what are your next plans? What's happening for Brian now?
1: Um, The next plan is, um, so I'm a brewer and um, I was originally planning on going back to my job um, on February the 8th, I think I was planning on going back to my job. I've since quit um, to finish the the journey. But um, the next step is to start a brewery. And um, so, yeah, the wheels are in motion, Um, starting up a brewery with, three uh two other guys um and yeah it's called the spangled drongo so um yeah look out for some some really epic beer coming soon hopefully
0: so no more kite adventures or no more journeys across australia
1: oh there'll be adventures definitely um yeah maybe not uh, long long distance or as long distance as what i just did mm-hmm. um but yeah that that adventure is always still in me so um yeah mm-hmm. something
0: mm-hmm. how much training or how much kiting have you done before attempting this journey or not attempting uh, starting this journey
1: <laughs> started kiting in probably about 2005 I've been, yeah kiting for about 15 years i guess Right. Oh, okay. Wait. Um, but I didn't do any more training that I, than I normally do. Um, I mean, I bought a kite and then started kite and then just went kite in for you know as long as I could. Did some downwinders. Um, but yeah, no, <laughs> nothing out of the ordinary. Um, if future Brian said to past Brian, you know, do some training, then yes, I definitely would do some leg leg workouts because um, the hardest thing was the legs.
0: Fair enough. And so you're now in Melbourne with your parents and you're recovering from this journey.
1: Yeah, I am. Yeah. Mm. So I well, we went through the heads from Portsea on Sunday. And, yeah, it's really nice to to be at the parents' house and um, have some home-cooked meals, have a hot shower, even a hot bath. So... Mm -hmm. um yeah after three months there was there was some times that i didn't have a shower for (laughs) two weeks um so yeah it's nice to have hot water
0: (laughs) Mm. for somebody who doesn't kite that much i was wondering like did you you know get cold and hungry or was it always like planned that you stop before that happens
1: um i wouldn't say i was hungry ever um, I, I would say I was cold. I did the whole thing not wearing a wetsuit. Um, I did I did the whole thing just in board shorts, one pair of undies, and two rashies. Um, yeah, so didn't have a wetsuit and I didn't even have a towel either. So I just dripped right everywhere. Um, so yeah, was cold, especially once I got into Victoria. Um, you know, pretty much from Eden mm-hmm. around the corner of Victoria to like Malakuda. It started to get cold there and I really did notice it. But um yeah, it's good feeling the cold. It's um I think it's important. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Why didn't you wear a wetsuit?
1: I knew that a few reasons. <laughs> I knew that someone would beat the record. Board. Um, you know, someone would beat it but they're mm-hmm. probably going to wear a wetsuit, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> extra challenge for the next person. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's it's good to feel the cold. I um, totally believe in the cold therapy, so mm-hmm. so yeah, it definitely works.
0: And mm-hmm. um, how did you decide to go d- down to Melbourne, was it like a place, you know, like, okay, this is where I'm now, this is where my parents are, or was there something behind yeah. it?
1: No, I was just going to my parents' house. Um, that was the, the main reason. Mm. And um, I had a lot of time off work, so I took 44 days of annual leave off work, planning on going back on February the 8th. And, um, yeah, I wasn't moving very fast just because it was a pretty bad season for northerlies. Just the whole La Nina thing um, sort of screwed up the weather patterns um the northerly winds and that's how i was traveling um so i wasn't moving very fast but then um the weather sort of made up for it in eden i had these um i had like easterlies pretty much every day for five days so it took it took like nearly two months to get from to pretty much do new south wales um, it took two months and then it took like five days to do Victoria just because I had these easterly winds day after day. So I got really lucky towards the end. Not so lucky towards the start, really lucky at the end.
0: Mm-hmm. So I have a bit of a cough, so I'm muting myself to cough. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> were you okay. like sick or did, were you close to feeling like, you know, okay, I need to take a break now?
1: Uh, no, no, um, towards the end, my legs did start to not work anymore. There were a lot of days where, um, you know, I would get into shore, like I'd be done with my day and then my legs would just collapse. Um, it's just because they just, they just were so fatigued. Um, and I did have a backpack on which, you know, weighed about 15 kilos and, and water as well. So, um, yeah, the most part no i didn't get sick at all um the cold cold probably helped with that and um yeah it was just leg fatigue that was it
0: well for most <laughs> most of us i guess we could say we wish that <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> we were yeah. as healthy as fit yeah okay. and i
1: had um for the most part, I was going into pubs and bowls clubs. So I did have, um, you know, a lot of beers just for the pain management.
0: I guess that's well deserved. So, well Loved. earned. Of <laughs> course. <laughs> Brian, we are a legend element. So, what you did was pretty legendary. But I wonder do you have a legend?
1: Yeah, my grandpa, actually.
0: And why is that? I see here you're a legend
1: yeah to me he's just um, he was just the most incredible man and um, yeah just his outlook on life and um, yeah just every everything about him he was um, he was quite a quite a man quite an inventor and um, yeah it's just the you know, he's just taught everyone, everyone that I know that has come in contact with him is just, um, yeah, just a super special man. So my grandpa, definitely.
0: Mm. That's beautiful. If our listeners would like to get in touch with you, perhaps they're still in Melbourne or maybe, you know, once you set up your brewery, how, how can they do that? Where can they find you?
1: Well, there's my Instagram, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um. Without giving my phone number away, do you want to give my phone number?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think your Instagram is completely fine. <laughs>
1: probably, probably Instagram's best. Um, mm-hmm. It's Adventures of Brian, and there's underscores under under it, um, and then underscore at the end as well. So Adventures underscore of underscore Brian underscore. Don't know why it's like that, but it is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> awesome. And is that where we will find out about your? Potentially next trips, maybe kiting, maybe other.
1: Yeah, sure. Yeah, I think that's um, probably the best and easiest way. Um, There is also a web page on surfing maps as well. So if you go to surfing maps, um, there is a link that says Brian KVS as well. Um, Mm. Or maybe Adventures of Brian. Mm. But um yeah for the most part probably instagram or surfing match yeah Mm -hmm.
0: and is there my last question is there any other element that you're interested in or is it just like wind and water
1: uh wind water and beer i would say um yeah sorry the other the other way you can um have a look uh, what the next adventure is going to be is to go to the Spangled Drongo website, spangleddrongo.com.au. You can actually sign up for a newsletter as well, just to see what's going to happen next. But yeah, wind, wind, water, and and beer. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> yeah.
0: That was Brian Kiss von Soli a kite surfer who's just finished his trip from the north of new south wales all the way down to melbourne beating the or setting up a new guinness record and he's done it without wetsuit. so the next people who would want to challenge him not only have to kite surf nearly 1800 kilometers but also they need to do it without a wetsuit exactly (laughs) thank you for talking to us brian
1: Oh uh, thank you so much Saka. Yeah it's been great.